Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. We had a great show today at KPFT. But you know what? We are going to have a great show here today as well. Our our national, international show. Anyway, folks, how's everybody doing? Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. I got your article about cómo se trata, cómo la, 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 el capitalismo se fue hecho en la espalda de la esclavitud que, que eh, España tuvo parte en eso también. I, I saw the piece. I started to read it, but I had to hurry up and get this stuff started. But I'm going to finish reading the piece. Thanks for that piece, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Also, Paul Fleming is in the house. Second time I'm seeing our good brother, Paul Fleming, today. Uh, thank you, Paul, for showing up for our noon show at KPFT 90.1. You know, just see, you know, I, I tell you what, having my PDR posse on my back shoulder uh, whenever, when I'm there at KPFT uh, always gives me an up. Because here's a deal with you guys from the PDR posse online. When I am, uh, when I am, on air, you don't quite know what you're getting. When I'm on, see you guys there at online with me. It's like I've got you. You've got my back. Lee Grant is in the house. How you doing, brother? Lee Grant. Eric Hayes is also in the house, and Eric Hayes is always there, giving me a hard time. But I love my Eric. I love my Eric. He keeps me on my toes. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We also have in the house. Uh, I think I called out you already, Paul. Yeah, I did call you because you are the ones I said. You guys, love you guys. You guys have my back when I'm on air. AVQ, the one and only AVQ is in the house. Our newsmeister and E2247. How you doing, brother E2247? Uh, who else is in the house that I've yet to call out? I don't think I see anybody else to be called out. Land of los Negreros. Yeah, exactamente, corazoncita. Anyway, also, Mike says, Michael. I'm COVID positive, vaccinated, minimal symptoms so far. My mom has COVID too, but not having a good go of it right now. Time for quarantine, staying indoors for two weeks. This one dies with me. So what's your favorite online grocery service that has COVID protocols? I'm probably going to use Instacart after my fridge empties. My daughter, while we were in uh, D.C. and I didn't want to go out or whatever, or she was under the... You know, she was really recovering. We used a lot of Costco. And I think she used the Instacart a couple of times, if I recall correctly. So, yeah, that, that's what goes on. Rather than get better quickly, I know, though, that um, you're probably not going to have a lot of symptoms. When I got COVID, um, you know, I, like I said, I felt terrible for one day. And I still did the show. I came here and did the show. So, I, it was good enough. Just like you're doing the show right now, Rudnan. Thank you. Anyway, let's go to and start with what Rudnan has brought us. El Señor Rodnin, a raw story, report, Congress isn't getting anything done, and that's no accident. Wyoming Senator Cynthia Loomis said, I actually appreciate this go-slow approach, adding that the country needs a breather after the past two years. It's time to slow down. North Carolina Representative Richard Hudson, head of the House GOP campaign arm, said about passing zero bills, we are crashing, though, uh, adding, we've passed a lot of our priorities, we Split the Democrats on many of these votes. What matters is, are we going to be able to get our spending bills done? And I'm hopeful that we'll see some activity over there. One side, Republicans ran on inflation, gas prices, crime, yet have still done nothing to address those core issues. Just as mostly uh, no expected, these were sloganarian. Instead, House Rep Republicans are pushing culture war, failed messaging bills they know 
will never pass, such as taking rights away from women and LGBTQ minorities, as well as banning books and making it easier for corporations. I mean, it's a Taliban. The Republican Party has become the Taliban. I mean, you just take away Christianity and trying to tell people what to do and stick in the Taliban. I don't see the difference. I, and, and look, I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny. I mean, you, all the things that the Taliban would stand for, having guns and, and using, I mean, all the things that, that the Republicans stand for, no different. I'm talking to the Republican politicians that are pushing uh, their followers to in this direction, but they're nothing more than the Taliban. So, welcome to American Taliban. As my good friend wrote the book, uh, Marcus Molitsas, the, the founder and editor of Daily Coast, he wrote a book called uh, The American Taliban. And it was before its time. He got a lot of hell for it, but he was right. Michael Rudnan also says, Lever News on Twitter. Norfolk Southern is part of a lobby group that successfully passed President Donald Trump to, re- uh, rather, that successfully pressed President Donald Trump to repeal the President Obama's 2015 rule requiring newer, safer electronic braking system in some trains transporting hazardous material. Like Berto Mine Plane, this two-minute video, the lever, uh, the com- company responsible pursued deregulation through lobbying and was doing stock buybacks with safety. Let me see. Yeah, I, I think... I don't think I'll get into trouble by playing a Twitter of a Twitter. So let, let me see if I can. I, I, you ha- sometimes you have to be careful because what would happen a lot of times is that they would find out. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, David Sirota. Okay, yeah, David's my buddy. So I don't think David is going to try to give me a strike. All right, let, let's go ahead. Or not, not a strike. This is not strikeable, but I'm mean to call it out. All right. Here we go. Very few people asking questions about what right, led up to is. this. We just saw in the middle of the country a giant chemical fireball, 100 foot flames, and very few people asking questions about what led up to this. So there was a derailment in 2012 in New Jersey. Releasing 20,000 gallons of dangerous chemicals and noxious gas into the air. There's children in the town that are being affected by this. And there was pressure on regulators to do something about those kinds of trains. And so the Obama administration had a rule proposed to better regulate these trains. The National Transportation Safety Board told the regulatory agency, said, listen, these regulations should broadly cover not just oil, they should cover what's known as class two chemicals. And the chemical industry lobbyists went to work pressuring the regulatory agency to limit the definition of what a high hazard flammable train is. Limit it in a way that the train in Ohio, that kind of train ended up not being classified as a high hazard flammable train. NTSB closed monitoring four cars that are filled with vinyl chloride. It has been found to be linked to cancer. Trains that were subject to this rule were going to be required to use a special kind of new braking system to try to deter or at least reduce the damage from derailments. ECP delivers the unmatched performance of air brakes with the precision of electronic communications. Most trains in the country are still using technology from the Civil War era, but the moment the government was considered making it a mandate. The railroad industry's changed its tune. It cited cost concerns to pressure against that rule. We want to see federal regulations when they're necessary. 
not just uh, in reaction to a headline in the in, in the Washington Post. Obama's rule included that measure to expand the larger use of those brakes on the nation's rail system. But in that 2016 election year, the Republican Party got about six million dollars from the rail industry, and Senate Republicans started beating the drum for Trump to repeal the rule. Donald Trump repealed the brake rule so that the industry does not have to even start to use these kinds of brakes. One former Federal Railroad Administration regulator told us that these brakes, which are known as ECP brakes, would have mitigated a disaster like this. And we just learned today, after the publication of our story, federal officials told us that this train did not have those brakes on the train. Well, folks, that was, uh, thank you very much for that, uh, Michael Rudnan. That was from the lever. Uh, support these, uh, these look, uh, rags like the lever and others are important stuff that, you know, think about it. How often do we get this sort of information? So support rags like the lever, uh, sites like the lever that's bringing some, not only progressive news, but Real news, folks. But anyhow, I, I thank you for that, Michael Rudnan, for bringing that to our attention. All right, last one from Rudnan is Eden reports via the Lodestar. Two more trains, one reportedly carrying hazardous material, derailed two weeks after Ohio chemical spill, Texas and Southern Carolina. Luckily, no leaks were detected this time. The, pro- the profit motive about uh, uh, the profit motive going against Protective regulations is ruining so many industries in a race to the bottom until we as a nation get unlucky and suffer yet more localized disasters. But, you know, localized, think about this. A lot of those chemicals that that are man-made but are dangerous are going to end up in the aquifer. And it's not like the aquifer can be localized, right? Yeah, there may be some sort of rocks that prevent certain um, aquifers from mixing. But let's look at Agalala, Ogawala Aquifer. That stuff goes all the way from up north, all the way down. And this stuff can seep. It may start in one place, but it could end up somewhere else. So let's be cognizant about all those things. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Anyone new in the house? We have Lee Grant that came in recently. I'm fine. AVQ says he's fine. He's taking care of his mom, checking on her every 20 minutes or so. Such a good son. Uh, Tell mom I said hi and that uh, to get better soon. Tom C says, so COVID's still out there. Hope Michael Rudnan and his mom get well soon. They're all vaccinated, so I am am pretty sure they will do just fine. Eric Hayes says, Bezos delivers. Bezos delivers? Yeah, I know. Delivers what? Uh... Thievery from our profits. Yeah, he, he delivers that all right. Uh, oh, you're talking about shipping groceries to Michael. I got you, Hayes. I got you. All right. Maywood says, good afternoon, everybody. Troy Astro is in the room. He says, I was in special education because of student voucher. They should call, they should call school vultures because they suck you dry. Thank you, Troy Astro. You're absolutely right. Lee Grant says, in two days or less. Oh. Good. All right. Continuing. Uh, School lunches should be free, taxpayer paid. I agree. We want to have good minds feed the kids and that the money will come back to us. Lee Grant, and I don't hesitate in calling what the Republican Party has become with Marjorie Taylor and and, and, uh, Lauren Bobert and others. Yep, they are the American Taliban. You see them have their kids taking pictures with AR-15s and all of that. They are the American Taliban. 
Let's open our eyes and see things for how they are, not the way we hope they would be. Lee Grant, you're a good person. You're a good conservative guy. Lee, don't let the party drag you down with them. You keep your identity as a good person, but do not allow your party to take you where they're going because where they're going is uh, it's not a good place. Uh, our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod is now in the house. Welcome, Yvette Avery Herod. Uh, Taliban, we just want to oppress our women in peace and occasionally shoot out AK-47s in the air. It sounds like the Republican Party to me. And I'm not saying that out of spite. I'm just saying that is a, what if, if he didn't put the word Taliban in front there, Michael Rudnan, the, it, what he would be saying would be just fine. All right. Uh, let's see what it's to say. Huh? Will the current regime leave if one side is the Taliban like Egberto said? It is what they did in August 2021. And we know what happened there. No, the Taliban included what happened on, on January 6th. So let's not mix our metaphors. Julie Henderson is back with us as well. Julie, welcome here. Uh, Troy Astro says, as a kid, I was a special educator. Oh, I saw that one already. Uh, I saw that one already. And I'm going down. I'm visiting. Julie Henderson says, Prophets Congress provides corporations right to kill and destroy property and natural resources without accountability. And it's our resource. So again, we the people have to make sure that the people that are representing us as we the people don't allow that to occur. Uh, let's see. Julie Henderson says, will taxpayers buy out the toxic area on behalf of bankrupt corporations? They probably won't be forced to do so, but they should be forced to clean it up. Michael Rudden says, my mom is not, huh? My mom is not vaccinated. I mentioned this before that she's immune compromised. So we are trying real hard to avoid catching it in the first place. That ship has sailed. Ouch. So your mom is not vaccinated, although there's a possibility that she got remnants of the virus from, for being away from it for so long. I hope. I hope. All right. Lee Grant says MTG is not the Republican Party. MTG is the Republican Party. She actually forced the new chair or rather the new Speaker of the House, to get rid of Ilan Omar from the uh, Foreign Relations Committee. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, MTG. Eric Hayes says, Gallery Furniture owner James McEvill and investigative reporter Wayne Dulcefina are suing the Harris County Elections Administration Office for refusal to produce documents uh, related to the controversial 2020. There's nothing controversial about the 2022 Harris County election. Harris County is a Democratic county. You are lucky that you got that many votes because a lot of us didn't vote. So, you know, uh, what James, James McAvill is going to do is allow us to keep his name in front of the cameras and affect his business. Because what's going to happen is a lot of his customers are the people who voted for Lina Hidalgo and others. And with him trying to create a, a fictional problem, we will make sure that the rest of, uh, the rest of Harris County... And the surrounding areas know what uh, what Gallery Ferner, uh, Turner, what James McEnville really thinks about them. So we'll be watching. We will be watching. Lee Grant disavowing MTG as a rhino. I'm impressed. Ha, 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 ha. All right. Paul Fleming says, Ohio Governor Mark DeWine is the one who ordered the chemicals to be burned that came off the train. That detail, the detail. Trump was one of, of who changed regulations. Obama said on the trains that carried toxic waste. Trump was also the one that took the White House task force and COVID away that Sivan's left to be followed. The GOP clearly owns this cluster. I, I think we should, you know what? You know what is so interesting though, um, Fleming? 
I am glad you're saying this because you're giving me more impetus to make that argument. If, if it were the other way around, if, if Obama had changed the rule that caused the kind of disaster that occurred with these trains, our media, or rather the right-wing media, will be all over it. What's wrong with the media reminding that this is on the footsteps of Donald Trump and the Republican Party? This accident is on their on their the, that blood is on their hands. Why isn't that case not more make it made? I'm glad you brought it up here, uh, Fleming, for us to do it. So let's let's do the ad. If you want to see what an unregulated Republican administration can do for you, what it will mean for rural America, what it will mean for your excerpts, what it would mean for everywhere trains pass. Your Republican government made sure that the safety additions to these trains were either removed or not added because they were the corporations paid them to put your life, to put your health in danger. That is the ad that should be all over with those explosions. And in fact, I may make one or turn this into one and put it on TikTok a bit later. Thank you for bringing that up, Paul Fleming. Like I say over and over and over again, I have the best audience, the smartest audience. E2247 says, in 2022, the six biggest Western oil companies made more money than in any year in the history of the industry, over $200 billion. Norfolk Southern uh, profits in the wake of big oil. East Palestine, Ohio pays the price of it all. Now the Ohio River is full of their pollution on its way to the Mississippi River and all folk who drink it. Oh, that's another commercial, E2247. It goes like this. This is a commercial. In 2022, the six biggest Western oil companies made more money than any year in history of the industry, over $200 billion. Norfolk Southern profits in the wake of big oil. East Palestine, Ohio pays the price of it all. Now the Ohio River is full of their pollution on its way to the Mississippi and all folk who drink it. Great commercial, E2247. Excellent commercial. I have the smartest folks here. Eric Hayes says, Egberto is so funny and Jim will keep helping the community and his furniture will still sell. We'll see. Uh, Jim is not the only person that helps the community, nor is he the largest donor to the community. And we don't need to have a millionaire who gets, who just gives us our money back and calls it help. Remember that. The money, the wealth that he has is a collective of all of us. So that is like saying, I take the money from you and I give it right back to you. I give some of it back to you. And then I want you to pat me on the back. We should be a collective that help people irrespective. When I donate, I don't donate to say, I want something in return or your loyalty in return. In fact, I donate in, in the most of the times, quietly. All right, let's see. Uh, weird thoughts. I love the way you did that one. Weird thoughts. Our government is somewhat captured. Republicans are more captured. True. Egberto is going to make a train explosion. Yes. Uh, Julie says Republicans just authorized children to carry weapons. 
after the six-year-old shot teacher. Who will teach our kids, our children now? Uh, Troy Astra says, I was very lucky not to have COVID. I was deathly afraid to walk out of the house. I wear a mask every time I walk to the car. That is a very good thing, Troy. How old are you, Troy? I'm just curious because I have left the mask for the most part now. I'm fully vaccinated with all three of the boosters. Is it three or four boosters? So yeah, I'm fully vaccinated and all three boosters. Uh, Julie Henderson says, Republicans, I read that one already. Uh, we go down to uh, Rudnan says, Eric Hayes needs to watch that lever video again. Obama put in the regulations which would have prevented the train disaster. Trump deregulated and prevented the train modernization. Result, train corporations pocketed a difference and did stock buybacks while the people pay with the lives and treasure. Make no mistake, the disaster would lead, uh, lead to loss of lives due to the health effects down the line. Oh, wait a minute. That's another commercial. And here it goes. Obama put in regulations which would have prevented this disaster. All right. No, no. Let's do it again. Obama put in regulations which would have prevented this train disaster. Trump deregulated and prevented train modernization. Result, train corporations pocketed the difference and did stock buybacks, while we the people pay with lives and treasure. Make no mistake, the disaster would lead to loss of lives due to the health effects down the line. Good ad. You guys are coming up with some magical, magical things. Magical things. Tom C. says, Michael Rudden and your mom take Paxlovid or some other antiviral recommended to keep severe cases out of the hospital. I, you know, that. thank you for reminding us about that, Tom. I should have said that right away as soon as he said she's not vaccinated. But you're correct, sir. You're correct. Henderson, Julie Henderson says, uh, charity, nonprofit donations is money we use in lieu of taxes. That's a very good observation. If, we, if taxes were done appropriately, we wouldn't have to have the philanthropy that we have right now, right? Philanthropy just gives select people the ability to decide who they will choose to support and not have it done in the form of the commons. 53, Troy Astro, I'm older than you. I could be your daddy, man. Uh, anyhow, but keep yourself healthy, brother. Keep yourself healthy. Um, Eric Hay says, huh, let's see who cancels pipelines. Democrats and no trains and other. You, you missed the point again. We said make the trains safe. Put the right material, put the right equipment on the trains. That's all. You see what pipelines have done to the, 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 to the path where they run, right? But anyway, social security fraud. That's what I want to talk about. Social security fraud or the fraud on social security. Well, something like that. I'll play this. I did this at KPFT on Monday and I said I was going to play it for you guys today because most of you don't see it at KPFT. So check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Cutting your social security is a worldwide event trend forced by the pathologically greedy and selfish. If you think the security cuts that Republicans and neoliberals are trying in the United States is some isolated event, you would be wrong. The plutocrats throughout the world 
just can't get enough. And, you know, there are some people who are going to listen to me uh, talk about this essay on, on Social Security and the right and, and other neoliberals have predisposed them to think that anybody that are going to say the words that I'm about to say, that somehow they are some pinko, crazy, liberal, progressive, socialist, communist, anarchist, all that stuff they're going to say. And it, it, it hurts me not on a personal level, but on a social level. And the reason why is this. Your social security doesn't matter if you are conservative or progressive, liberal or anarchist, liberal. It doesn't mean any of that. Social security affects us all. We, this is one subject we should all be on the same page, whether you're libertarian or not. We should all be on the same page because good old Ayn Rand, who that object objectivism and uh, that stuff about, you know, save yourself when she on her dying bed during that time of her death, this most conservative right wing uh, hater of a woman. Guess who saved her social security? Believe it or not. Anne Rand was a sociopath. Yes, she was. I mean, you know, it's the the philosophy of selfish. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I could not express my joy in watching over a million workers in France in the streets protesting against the government's attempt to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Common Dreams reported it as follows. Nearly a million people took to the streets of cities across France on Saturday during the fourth round of nationwide protests against President Emmanuel Macron plans to raise the country's pension eligibility age from 62 to 64. The French Interior Ministry said an estimated 963,000 protesters rallied in Paris, Marseille, Nantes, Nice, Toulouse, and other cities and towns large and small for the fourth straight day of demonstration. Agence France Press reports, authorities in Paris said nearly 100,000 people turned out to Saturday's demonstrations, which included many young people who would not make it to a previous three-day protest. Union leaders said the number of Paris protesters was five times as high. One team protesting in the capital's Place de la République carried a placard reading, I don't want my parents to die at work. I don't want my parents to die at work. I want you to think about that. I don't want my parents to die at work. And then I want, I want you guys to realize a bit more. One teen protesting in the capital of rather others held bands declaring no to working longer, not one year more, not one euro less and other slogans. Nine out of 10 French workers are opposed to the change. Okay. Nine out of 10. The French government is partially justifying the raised age, claiming the retirement age is higher in other European Union countries, to which we should say collectively, who cares? 
Who the hell cares if other countries have higher retirement rates? How do we look at that and why should we care? Why should we care? Okay. We should be working to lower it in other countries. I will go into the justification a little bit further below, but just let me tell you. I always find it fantastic that we would say we are going to penalize more human beings because others have penalized them. So let's bring equality in penalization. It always baffled me. It always baffled me that workers in the United States, that people that are fighting for minimum wage in the United States, and a union worker gets it, and then we have other $7.25 workers saying, who do they think they are? We have to work for $7.25, so you too should. You should also work for $7.25. The mentality that has been placed upon us, that level of indoctrination that has placed upon us, that, that goes ahead and say, let's penalize our fellow man to enrich the, the filthy few. I want you guys to understand that. So when they make that statement, oh, they're saying, look, in the other countries in the United in the European Union, their 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 uh, retirement rate is higher. So why not penalize French people like that too? And the French say, hell no, no, we're not gonna penalize upwards. We depenalize downward. So. Senator Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, made a mistake when he announced his plan to sunset or kill Social Security, Medicare and Medicare, I mean Medicaid every five years, with the expectation that they would be reauthorized every five years. Of course, we know each reauthorization would really, really mean cuts. Cuts. Anytime they talk about letting it sunset to reauthorize, what do you, when it reauthorizes, it's a new law with new restrictions, with new avenues, and all of that, right? So if they ever, if they ever cut it or decide to, to, to sunset Social Security, that next Congress has to reauthorize it. And what do you think they're going to do to reauthorize it? We can't even get slight changes right now. We can't even do that. And you think they're not going to cut all of you, my brother, my old brothers and sisters out there? You think they're not going to cut it? Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota did not dismiss support for Rick Scott's program to sunset Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Instead, he bloviated and hunkered down. Rounds used the more efficient, the more affluent pundits on the program, which he was on, he was on this week. He used the more affluent pundits on the program to make a nonsensical point. He assumed they have good private retirement plans and that they have no substantive government dependency. He did this to justify without saying it explicitly because remember, Rick Scott's big mistake was to come out and be honest and say, I want to sunset Social Security. And if the, if they, if the uh, Congress see it deemed to re-up re Social Security, they'll do it. Otherwise, no Social Security. But of course, they'll always give you Social Security. They'll just give you pennies on the dollar or something, right? And he's okay with that. But Rounds was, Senator Rounds was a bit more 
he, he was a bit more careful. He did this to justify, without saying it explicitly, that privatizing at least part of Social Security is a possible option. I repeat, it's a possible option. And when you hear people starting to talk like that, always beware. Always beware. I repeat, beware. All right. So it is important for us to beware. All right. So the senator used the word manage, manage. The social security fix is easy if politicians choose the only correct option. There is one correct option. Tax all income and wealth. And notice I added wealth in there, right? To combat the irrational nature of putting some on all the Social Security on the books for Wall Street to pilfer and profit from, he implies that somehow the government will take the risk if Wall Street falters. So here's what I want to explain that a bit. Here's what he's telling you. He's saying, hey, hey, we want you to we, we will put your money, some of your Social Security money into the stock market. And since you know that the stock market can be volatile at times, if the stock market happens to fail, the government will make you whole. I want you guys to understand the stupidity of that statement. If you are going to backstop the stock market, why not backstop Americans instead of giving your money to the stockholders who are going to pay, you are going to pay a, a management fee and do all that money to give away to the fat cats at Wall Street saying if they happen to fail... You then, the government, make be the backstop. It makes no sense talking about socialism for the corporation because they never lose. But if they, if they don't make money with your money, after not ever losing, the government picks up the slack. Just tax all income, including capital gains and wealth. For those who balk at said taxation, remember that every middle class American pays taxes on their capital every year. Stocks are capital. Real estate is capital. Your car is capital. Your home is capital. How come each, the capital owned by most of us, your home, your, your car, all these pieces of capital that you own, there's no, no, no rich person is complaining about you paying taxes on that, but try to stock their, tax their capital, meaning the stocks. Try to tax their gains. Oh no, it's different. That's different. There's no difference about it other than they didn't work for that okay folks please let's stop allowing them to take us for granted how come only the capital owned by most of us is taxed while the ones mostly held by the wealthy are not how comes because we have a purchase government by the wealthy but you know what we still have one person one vote educate ourselves let's educate ourselves so that they can't snow us like that senator attempted to snow every american that watched that sunday program last yesterday yesterday morning 
It is high time for us to enlighten ourselves about the world salad salad that Republicans and neoliberals use to fool Americans. The Social Security and Medicaid fix is simple. Tax all income and wealth. It will lower the taxes on most Americans and provide us with more services. It's a mathematical certainty. Moreover, it is fair. It is time for the wealthy to stop being parasites. They've built their wealth on our intellect, on our service, on our labor. One might buy into the narrative that people are living longer and that increasing the retirement age is justified. I have a better argument. We should have a lower retirement age. It will make for a better society as more people who have been productive all of their lives have a more pleasant time doing what they really want to do. It could lead to a much kinder and much volunteer and a more volunteer society. For those who think we cannot afford that. That is what a rich, greedy, selfish plutocracy would like you to believe. Robotics, efficiency, and productivity have increased exponentially. Many fear automation. I think we should embrace automation. It should lead to a, to a both shorter work week and early retirement. The problem is that today's econo- in today's economic system, all the profits from productivity and efficiency have gone to the executives and shareholders. In other words, we provide the intellect. We provide the labor. We provide the efficiency. We provide the increased productivity and profits. And it went all. It went all to a select few. Is that what you want? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are so undeserving that every productivity increase in your company is due to your manager who does nothing? It's due to your executive who does nothing? It's due to your shareholder who does nothing? Is that what you really believe? Do you really think that lowly of ourselves? It is time for us to assert our worth. When we understand the ingrained thievery of our system, we will start asserting our worth and demanding what is ours. Are you ready? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. Whoops, I couldn't get the button pushed. The question again is, are you ready? I want to show you all the indoctrination because Eric Hayes, did you know I love having Eric Hayes here because as part of the 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 belief system he is uh he presents the perfect example of what we have to change as a society and the good thing about Eric is that he puts it out just like he was taught to put it out let me give an example here is what Eric is saying because remember I said all our assets are taxed capital gains not as much as the others. In other words, we have land, we pay a wealth tax on land. We have a car, we pay a wealth tax on that car, meaning property taxes. In other words, whatever the value is, we pay a percentage in taxes on that value. That's how property taxes work. And if we had done that with all property, all capital, right? All our entire tax rates of the entire nation could fall because we're taxing so much more. Remember, the wealthy has much more than half the value of this country. I forgot how much it is completely, but probably 70-80% of the value of this country belongs to the select few. If we tax all the things that are not taxed right now, at simple 2%, 
you know, Elizabeth Warren wanted, I think, less than that, 2%. All our taxes would fall for the things that we want, or we would have a much, much more lenient safety, safety net, right? But check it out. Here's what Eric says, because what Eric says is how the tax system screws you. When you're filling out your taxes, you know, in the days that I used to have stocks, was great, right? Any, any Amazon stock or any, uh, not Amazon, what I used to own was AOL stock. When you trade the AOL stock with these huge capital gains, you know, even though I was in a high tax bracket then, on that Amazon, on that AOL stock, it was like I was paying less than the poor guy. How the poor guy was paying all this stuff in taxes, I was capped at 15% in those days, right? So the deal was this. If you could throw all your money into assets like that, and even if later on you traded it for the big appreciation, right, your effective tax rate is, I mean, cut in half or more. And how did that happen? Because the way they classify income, right? So here is Eric falling for it, sinker, and however you say that phrase. Here's what he says. He doesn't agree with me that we should tax all assets, right? And here's how he defines it. Just like the plutocrats taught the guys who wrote the tax code to do it. Here's what Eric says. Capital that is tangible and not tangible. Huh? Let's give an example now. Property, like land, is tangible, right? Which I think they mean you can touch it. That's, what, that's the kind of thing they mean. But when you have stocks, you have the representation of the capital, the corporation. Here's what he's saying, which makes no sense whatsoever. Here is what, how people get around that property tax stuff. You take the land... You put the land in a trust and then you sell stocks on the trust or something to that, some, some financial instruments like that. So you can own land through these stocks that then are taxed at 15% instead of the, 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 the appreciation of the land, what it's worth. All these definitions in the tax code are created so that rich people who have accumulated capital can not pay taxes on it. So here is how Eric was fooled. That's tangible. Your, your, your land is tangible, but the assets in the stock isn't. But guess what? A stock represents a value in that corporation, in that asset, just like your land represents a value. And your land goes up and down in prices, right? That land that that train just wrecked on, or just blew up on, the value of that land has diminished substantively than it did three weeks ago, right? So land, just like a stock, will go up and down in value. It so happened that we are in times when capital like homes are on the rise. But guess what occurred during the real estate bust? The value of property sank, just like the value of stocks sink. So what's the difference between tangible and intangible? It's a psychological difference to allow them to rip you off, to steal from you, to rob from you. And folks like brother Eric Hayes buys it all up. And he doesn't realize it's a way to sucker him that when he goes every year and pay his school tax and his, and his property tax, 
he is doing the right thing while that stockbroker that owns millions and put his home in a trust. He still owns the house, but he puts it into financial instruments that turn the fixed asset, the tangible asset, into a non-tangible asset. And then the appreciation of that non-tangible asset is taxed at a lower percentage. Folks, they screw you. And then you start talking with the same terminology of those who screw you. You see, Brother Eric, I know this stuff. Okay, sir? So I'm not pulling this stuff out of my rear end. I am trying for all of us to understand the thievery, the trickery that goes on here. And with you constantly fighting to defend those that are screwing you, doesn't really matter to all of us, right? Because you're the, but the, the, the part that matters to us is that you represent a group that allow, you represent a group that you are not a part of to help screw us all. You are representing a group you are not even a part of that is screwing us all. And whenever you decide to educate yourself and learn this stuff, hi, Persuasive Barrier, welcome and sorry to see you go. Whenever you educate yourself and learn these things, then maybe... Things could change in this whole country because we'd have a bigger force, a bigger force. Uh, weird thoughts. Thank you for having been here. Let's see who else is here. We have Paul Fleming says, no disrespect, but do you know what dumb is trying to give dumb people the indisputable truth? That's not my ministry, but I'm glad it's yours. <laughs> Persuasive Barry says, Eric's still talking common sense when he doesn't even talk about how state and local taxes rise with lower fed taxes. All right, what else have we got here? Let me see if there's anything else I need to read from people uh, before I... I well, I, I, I think Robert, Robert Davenport says, tax the rich just like you tax the rest of us. If we did that, all our taxes would fall. Uh, weird thought says, labor never gets paid the, the full value of its work. And then when we have to borrow money, we even pay them more. It's sad, right? All right, we also have Julie Henderson says, wealthy makes the rules, corporations funnel the money, by politicians through business. And that's why we have to prove to folk. We have to, we have to educate people. An educated person cannot be bought with money. In a lot of the, these recent elections, we've actually proved that money was not enough to win. We've proven money is not enough to win if you can get to the people's minds. All right. Where thought says, Hayes billionaires sit on their money. That's wasting Feeding children isn't true. Persuasive Barry says, I love how Eric Hayes is talking about tax, 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 and waste, but never talks about those unpaid tax cuts for the wealth under Trump and only add to the debt and deficits. That's a hypocrisy in it, sir. You're absolutely right. Michael Rudnick says, Lee Grant, are you proposing a luxury tax? Uh, and uh, Julie Henderson says, uh, Biden is closest to Jesus except into the Clarence Thomas nomination. <laughs> All right, word thoughts. Assuring everyone that basic is valuable. Letting billionaires get even more power coupons isn't true. I agree. Julie, Jesus told his followers to abandon their wealth when they follow him. Jesus was further left than Marx. And, you know, it's hard for them to adapt it. You know, it, it's funny what they've done to Jesus, right? They've turned Jesus, who was an African, right? 
African. He was born in, in, in the Middle East. So he was a dark-skinned dude. And he also was a, a true, true socialist, right? Jesus was. They turned Jesus from being a brown-skinned socialist <laughs> to a blue-eyed blonde uh, to a blue-eyed blonde capitalist. I mean, you ju just think about that. Think about why do they think they need to, to turn uh, somebody that did good things, right? Jesus did, just like Muhammad did, just like many other religious Patriot, not uh, religious um, uh, prophets did. But why did they think they had to change him for his goodness? No need. No need. All right. Uh, let's see. France put a million real human persons in the streets four days and counting, while U.S. cannot organize a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for starving on house employed children and elders. We work so hard. And the way we were set up is if you miss work, for, for most Americans, you miss work, you don't get paid. Not everybody has the opportunity to work for a big company, nor the big companies want everybody. They want the people, big companies want people whose minds they have, right? And then they'll keep them well paid, relatively speaking. They'll keep their antiseptic slavery in a bit more, less obtrusive. Robert Davenport says, Eric... Hayes, how much on tax cash has Elon Musk lost? How much on tax cash did Jeff Bezos spend sending William Shatner into space? Waste, 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 indeed. Uh, Weird Thought says, Hayes, capitalism isn't actually realistic. It's predicated on infinite growth. We can't keep growing infinitely. It's funny, right? Because check this out. Let's say Walmart continues to grow every year, you know, increase the amount Every year at 2%, which would be the price of inflation, which would mean status quo, right? In other words, they're paying all their bills. They're paying people money so that they can sustain. There's nothing wrong with that. But the tenet behind capitalism and using bonds and stocks and all of that is to be able to mimic the fallacy that stocks have a value greater than the asset value of the company is of future growth. So the reason why if you add the total value of a stock up and then add the total worth of a company, amortizing what it would sell over X amount of period, you would realize that the stock is valued at much more than the asset value of the company plus whatever the company will gain you in uh, in income, right? In income because that is what you're paying for. You're investing in this stuff for, for a source of income. And then you, when you do all those calculations, you see the racket that stocks are. And earlier, uh, during the stock, the, during the bubble, the, the internet bubble, uh, the dot-com bubble, they used to have a formula called EBITDA. And the EBITDA was there to allow people to have a, a reason to buy a stock that is not making money, but that is just taking in a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of investors and losing money month or quarter after quarter after quarter. So they were defining how good it was based on EBITDA, earnings before taxes and all the other stuff, which means it's not real earnings, right? It's just a wishful thinking. You know, there are all these things that these 
thugs do. And I call them thugs because they do it with a smile and they do it with a certain level of authentic uh, authenticity that people sort of take seriously. But they're no different than a common thief. And the truth of the, the problem with that is a common thief is going to jail, right? For hurting maybe two, three people or whatever. But these guys hurt thousands, hundreds of thousands with their schemes. They don't pay a price. They don't pay a price. Eric Hayes says, middle class or otherwise have stocks, including your progressive people, and they sure don't want to pay a tax on it. We want to pay, look, if we want systemic change, and that will include paying a tax on it, and to tell you the truth, changing things around. Persuasive Barrier says, Texas and Florida straight up rob you with property taxes with no state income. True? No state income tax, you mean. Paul Fleming says, well, I read that one already. Robert Davenport says, Eric Hayes, everyone is taxed multiple times. Wages when earned is taxed. Goods purchased with that tax uh, is taxed again. If you save that tax, you know, that was the biggest fraud. Double taxation, the biggest fraud that there is, right? And the thing about it is people buy it because they didn't get any pushback. Republic, Democrats should immediately says everything is taxed multiple times. Anytime it changes hands, it is taxed. Every time it changes forms, it is taxed. That is how we tax our system. Okay? Egberto, you preach it is Republican wanting to sunset Medicare. I don't preach it. I have the papers to back it up. Uh, Bruce, Bruce, I came over today to pick you up. Knocked the door. Wasn't there. Uh, give me a call sometime later. The entire monetary system is a fraud. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. Capitalism cannot work as it is for it commoditize life itself. Absolutely so. Michael Rodney says, feeling sad that the comment regarding the UN, the New York Post didn't get a copy. I don't know where it is. I mean, uh, sometimes, look, it's a lot of stuff, Rodney. So it doesn't hurt to throw it back in there if you need me to say. Just say, hey, 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 take a look at this. Uh, Lee Grant, Jesus was an African? Yes. Was he born, was he born, wasn't he born in Africa? On the African continent? Is Israel not adjacent to the African continent, sir? Come on now, Lee. Right? Come on, come on. We call it the Middle East, but it's part of Africa, isn't it? I think. All right. Or should I bring, uh, bring up a, a, a map for you? Do you want that? I mean, we, we could always do that. Egypt, Africa, right? I think. Uh, come on now. All right. Let's take a look. He, he wants to discuss that, right? All right. Let's, let, let's, let, let's take a look. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Just to show you, because people, people have a, you know, even, a, a, I didn't realize this until I came to the States. In, um, in Panama, we had to learn the capitals of every single country in the world. And for the major countries, even the capital of the states in that country. That's what we were required. That was required of us. Okay? That was required of us. I can't help that... Uh, oh, God, I thought I could get this scroll down. All right, yeah. There is Israel. Is this Africa right here, folks? Uh, I, I don't have it on the screen. Come on, Nick Berta, put the damn thing on the screen. If you can. If you can, put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Well, I can't get it on the screen, so I'm going to have to open up that other... Ah, uh, come on. That other window and show... Maybe I can do it this way. Yeah, there we go. All right. 
You see that? That's Israel. Is this Africa? Thank you very much. Is this region Africa? Thank you. See that little red dot there? That's Israel. Okay, all of that is considered Northern Africa. Some people like to cut this off, right? They like to cut this little piece, that little land bridge off. But come on, es Africa. Está bien. Es Africa. All right, just thought I might show you. Oh, wow, it's really losing time here. Anyway, the other two subjects that I was covering today was one, uh, vouchers, but I did the vouchers on uh, my KPFT show. I'm going to cut that up into a video by itself and just play that tomorrow. And as far as the U.S. attempt to sabotage Mexico, this I'm going to talk about real fast. Mexico doesn't w want to discontinue using GMO corn. United States is pissed off, right? Now they want to sue Mexico under the treaty. Uh, what's the name of that treaty? You know the treaty that they signed. AMLO is, is, is holding strong. No GMO corn. And let me tell you what I have. I'm going to go a little bit over because I want to make this clear. What I have against all these, uh, these agri companies going against uh, uh, wanting to do GMO seeds and all of that is what they want to do is control the food supply. Because if you have to buy your seeds from a corporation every year, and, and by the way, and a lot of times what happens is cross-pollination has screwed up many fields, which means uh, since they have copyright and patent copies of their seeds, uh, not even talking about the health benefit, just talking about the financial benefit, Normally, a farmer would keep a certain percentage of their corn seeds to plant for the next season. They can't do that if they have GMO seeds. And if, if, if one of these companies go around and check your seeds and it turned out to be their copyright or patent is in your seed, they can then sue you, which have been done many times. I've showed that in my book, as I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Several farmers here in the United States and Canada have been sued because there was cross-pollination in their field and the corn seeds that came out had the DNA of the, the, modified, the, the modified seed. I think, first of all, I don't think once, once, you, once you buy the seed once and you, you should be able to plant it, but here's the other thing that the corporations are doing. They're putting time clocks in there. I call it time clocks. What it means is you can plant the seed once and it, the, the seed that are produced cannot germinate into a new plant. You still have to go buy the, 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 the starter seeds from the corporations. All of those kinds of things, I think, are not only dangerous, but I think they should be illegal. Because if something happened to that corporations or something happened to the, the genetic code or whatever, we're hungry. You know? So I think those are some, some rules that need to be done. Anyway, uh, I know, I know what they like to say. Notice what they do. They want to call it Asia. It's a bridge to Asia, right? They want to call it Asia, but the people that are there are more Arab, I mean, more uh, African than they are Asian. The reason they do that is for specific reason. I understand what the book says. It's a bridge. It's the bridge to Asia. It's not Asia. I know what they technically like to call it. I don't buy into it. Alistair Waters, welcome aboard. Uh, Mike Cisak, welcome aboard. And, you know, the Middle East, it, it has to be a part of some continent. And which one is it likely to be? Africa. Thank you. Egberto, want to see headache that government is to farmers? Watch Clarkson Farm season number two. I don't need to do that. I know what the solutions are, sir. You know what the solutions are. Anyway, I got to get out of here. 
My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I, folks, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support to support the program. Let me put that in there real, real quick because I need to put that before I close the show down. Please support our program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Where is our beautiful Bridge MCP? Didn't see her here today, but everybody else, Davenport and all the crew, thank you for being here. My name is Egberto Willies, this is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.